1: That oh,
0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. This week I'm chatting with the legendary David Bateson, who this year is celebrating 20 years as the voice of Agent 47, the main protagonist in IO Interactive's video game series Hitman. David was originally born in South Africa to English parents. He's been living in Denmark for many, many years. He's worked across film, TV and theatre but he's best known and best loved for, I think, his work as Agent 47 in the Hitman game series. He's voiced the character since its inception in the year 2000, and as far as we can tell, he's probably one of the longest serving voice actors in gaming history. We got to talk to him about what it's like playing Agent 47 20 years on, what his favourite games in the series are, his favourite locations and kills and characters, his thoughts on the movies, versions as well and how he was nearly involved in some of those as well. We also chat a little bit about Light Matter, which is a uh, first person puzzler game where the shadows can kill you and uh, how he got involved in voicing that game too. I also wanted to give a huge amount of thanks to the people over at the Hitman subreddit on Reddit who either provided questions or influenced questions that I asked David as well. It's a great community and uh, hugely appreciate all the questions you gave me over there. We previously interviewed David back in 2017. He's always a pleasure to talk to. For any of our previous interview podcasts, along with the weekly TV, film and gaming show, Geek Town Radio, you can search for Geek Town Radio in your favourite podcast app. You can also head over to geektown.co.uk for the podcasts and all the latest entertainment news and TV premiere date information. Here's the interview with David Bateson.
2: (laughs) hi david how you doing i'm doing fine thanks i'm doing really fine been a while since our last interview yeah
0: yeah we we spoke Ooh. i think in 2017 i think was the last time we were on Is and, it? Uh, okay. yeah 2017 i think it was when we spoke last time so uh, so yeah it's uh lovely to be able to sit and chat with you again yeah i mean did you ever imagine when you got the role of agent 47 that you'd still be talking about this 20 years later
2: you know david it's just so so bizarre I thought it was going to be a one-off sort of cult hit. I thought I had a good feeling about it when I looked at it, looked at the footage, but I still, I just thought it was going to be a really intense sort of nerdy experience for some serious gamers, you know? Yeah. Uh, But like nothing more than a a one-off thing. And I I seem to remember at the time, Janis Flosser and the others, the guys who, you know, I think there were four or five guys looking at this as a means to earn some money so they could put that money into development of other game franchises or or other ideas they had, you know. So I think all in all, it it came as a surprise to everyone. Yeah. I I even asked, I even remember... Um, I remember asking Janus Flosser, who was the CEO of, of um, iO Attractive, about two years later, we're on to the next game or the, the third game even. I can't remember. Second game. I think. And <laughs> I said, Yannis, did you see this coming? I mean, look at you. You're dressed in a bloody suit. Yeah. You have 200 <laughs> employees. You're in a brand new building overlooking the water. And... Uh, <laughs> And he had a slightly dazed look on his face. I mean, he understood, you know, yeah. he s- saw the humour of my question. I wasn't wasn't a really serious question, but he was a bit like, "Well, no, we didn't see this. No, it's fantastic, but yeah. we've become bloody executives. What's, what's going on? It yeah. <laughs> was massive. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy." <laughs> um so, yeah 20 years that's a long time
0: yeah it's really nuts and they keep on reinventing it It keeps on coming back in different formats and it's just crazy yeah. so one of the things i did i think i may have done this last time as well but one of the things i did was went on to the hitman subreddit on on reddit and and said look i'm interviewing david have you got any questions uh and they had questions
1: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of questions Good. so um a lot of these have come off the guys off reddit so thank 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 you to the Hitman subreddit for providing a lot of these. One of the questions was uh, what's the story behind the casting of you on the first game and do you know why they particularly chose you, you know, why you got the job in the first place? Okay.
2: That was, it was a by accident. There was no, no design intended. I was doing a voiceover in a studio in Copenhagen, a place called uh, Zinkanakel, and I was doing a, some corporate voiceover for, I think, a life science company in Copenhagen. <laughs> and uh, in a break, they said some guy came in from the, an, another studio where he was doing an edit, doing some of the graphics of the first Hitman. And they said, listen, um, I've had a word with uh, the guys at, at Interactive. They're looking for a voice. And I said, um, I think I might have found him. Is you know, and it's you. Would you have a look at this when you're finished with your voiceover? I went, yeah, sure. And I, so it was purely by chance. And then when I popped into the the suite to look at him, the footage, and it was a scene from Hong Kong. Uh, it's all you know, sort of very sort of Japanese. Um, a cartoon look about it, you know. It had a very it was all shadows, black and white—and mm. and I just totally loved it because it reminded reminded me of uh, Blade Runner, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, which is, which is my ultimately best film ever really? um anyway so i know what shit this is a no-brainer this is i want to do this this is brilliant he even looks like me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he's bold. and um that did come later when they and started feeding my face into the uh, computer but um we did we looked like each other from the start so and i thought it had a kind of um philip marlowe feel to it you know kind of a 50s detective the way the the, the, the way the dialogue was written yeah so i kind of right from the get-go i, I, I I just used that to hang my voice or, or characterization of uh, Agent 47 on. And we kind of worked it out from there.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: because yeah, eh?
0: yeah, the monotone voice is incredibly distinctive. So where did that come from? Was it just that sort of Philip Marlowe thing of, you know, trying yeah. to imitate
2: I, that? I had to sort of think, OK, what does he sound like? I mean, you often have this as a as a voice artist. You, I remember watching Eddie Izzard. I love Eddie Izzard. And I've seen him loads of times live. And in one of his shows, I can't remember what it was, he said... uh, Oh, said, we had to learn Latin at school, and then the teacher's going. This is how you should say "imporre you know, or whatever the word. You know, the, how does he know what Latin sounds like? How did, and the Romans, have, and, he, and he went on, and then he went on to say they probably sounded like "hello, I'm a Roman." You know, the point being that no one knows what the what that sounded like, yeah, because uh, it's a dead language and they're all gone. And that's the same thing when you present with a character which has come created out of people's heads and and it's just sitting on a computer screen, you don't know. No one knows. So I I took that initial sort of 50s Philip Marlowe kind of atmosphere of a voice, and obviously reading the brief about the character that he was, you know, he's a created killer and he's just perfect killing machine that took away some of his humanity. And I thought, I don't think he's going to be going around going, oh look, flowers, look, goldfish, you know, as he goes past and kills some, you know, bad person. So uh, it seemed to kind of fit instinctively. With that sort of um, emotional, anesthetized sort of um, personality. Yeah, I get that. In terms of the character,
0: I mean, you've been living with this now for, for 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah as it's as it's evolved have you had much involvement in the development process of of where things have gone with 47 and have they kind of integrated any bits of you more into the character like i don't know a love of rubber duckies or you know something like that
2: (laughs) yeah I never thought of that one before. Yeah. Oh, I love a rubber duck. No, um, this is a tricky one to answer in the sense that no one has admitted consciously that I've had an effect on the development of the character. But there's definitely an element where over 20 years, I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Um, the writers and myself, we've grown up together. Yes, of course. Which is, which is literally. So we've known each other. for I mean, I've known them better than some of my very best friends. You know, I, yeah. In the, uh, you know, not that we necessarily hang out or something, but you know. So it's a weird thing. I'm, the writer's sitting there and he's going, "Oh, I know David. and oh, I can hear how he would say this line. Mm. Uh, so I'll write that line." know but he doesn't necessarily think that consciously or he might do sometimes yeah but other times he will just write a line or construct a line and unconsciously be thinking you know not realize that he's actually writing something which sounds like me right you know and then and I will do the same thing to to an extent I I know the writers and I know (laughs) the dry Danish sense of humor which is (laughs) actually very much very it's very similar to British humor in many ways and so that kind of very underscored dry dark satiric humor or can can sneak into the lines more and more so then the third element is obviously as the fans start liking the character and getting to know agent 47 and get, yeah i like it when he said you know i need to use the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> uh, or something so that it's a kind of a cocktail which very discreetly feeds off each other yeah. To, to, to kind of uh, so, I think the fans, to a some extent, also have written the script, or certainly have influenced the writers as much as I have.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because the character is so kind of cut and dry and that sort of monotone voice, what sort of direction do you get when you are recording these things?
2: I do get direction. Mm. Because the the writing, it's a work in progress. I don't get like a finished script. Right. The recording sessions will typically last anywhere from two to four hours and be spread over up to four 5 months maybe even 6 months if there come some extra re- rewrites and so we'll do kind of one level at a time every 6 to 8 weeks something like right. that okay that's, that's a very kind of broad generalization so i i wouldn't even know the the whole sort of story story arc mm. i will go into the session which is is together with them It's a writer or two or a d- director plus a writer or a creative director could be, you know, 1 to 3 people chipping in and directing. I will ask, okay, what's happened just before this moment? Right. I'm actually not interested in what happens afterwards because i want to i yeah nick seriously because i I don't i don't want to um telegraph what i'm doing i'm I'm not yeah i don't want to say oh i know i know what's going to happen on the next page so i'll be really clever now and kind of feed a bit more meaning into this line you know yeah yeah. because that's not right that's not how life is no no so i I want to keep it as yeah and also because the next moment can go in different directions. Well, yes, that is true you know, if, As you, well. if you do this, this could lead to that. All that, all that. You know, so all I want to know is what happens, what's just happened, and then the other thing I, I really like to know is um, where am I? In the sense of, is mm. is this? Am I on the phone? Have I got? Have I got Diana in my earpiece, or am I shouting over a beach, you know, with waves crashing in the background <laughs> right, or yeah, the wind? Yeah. Or you know, often you can read that they're obviously writing and. Them, the action, of what's going on. But if I'm in any doubt, what I'm saying is, I definitely ask because it just saves a lot of time. And then mm. typically, what we do is we record a line or two, the little sequence of lines three times in a row. Right. And then they just decide. Mm. Often it's the third time, and I don't know if that's just become a kind of rhythm where I just I'm not really trying in the first two times, <laughs> or whether sometimes I go, why can't I just set the third line? Like, set yeah. it the third time, the first time. Just, can we all get on with this? I know this character. <laughs> uh, sometimes they, but they like to have a, a palette of, of choice because they can also change their mind as to how they saw a cinematic sequence. They had, you know, they, they'd written a storyboard, for example, where I'm come ashore on the beach and I'm, I'm going up to the house and I'm obviously on the earpiece to Diana. Mm. And they'd seen that particular shot as a long shot, you know, right. with the figure of Agent Forty Seven on the beach, but you hear him close up because he's talking on an earpiece to Diana. So that's how they thought the sound design would be—the kind of beach sounds and the wind on the beach at nighttime. But then when they're actually working on the, the graphics, uh, they suddenly realize, ah, actually, no, that shuts way too far off. Now let's, let's do him when he's right up to the window of the house looking in. Right. And so then it, it just changes it. So then if I haven't done, you know, given them another option, one or two or other options, we then have to, obviously have to do uh, recalls, you know, and then yeah. they go, no, no, we've changed our mind. You're actually literally talking up to the window frame. Mm. Uh, you're really close. So keep it totally down, you know, and, oh, Okay, so it's uh, that's the kind of broad uh, approach. I will. S- I don't know if I can say actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay, non disclosure agreement. Yes. I can't say. Okay, I'll have to kill you now, David. I don't
0: don't feel threatened by that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Um, How many voice lines do you reckon you actually did for the last game for Hitman 2?
2: Okay, there's a little story to this on Hitman 2 where I was totally wrong. (laughs) Um, I saw the script or the saw that as we came to the recording stations and I went, what the hell is this all about? Agent 47's gone from being a you know monosyllabic and kind of serious business mind with a bit of dark humor in which is so hopefully heavily you know disguised yes now he's talking like he's on bloody speed <laughs> <laughs> and they said to me we've got an idea the way we've developed the the engine or the graphics and the storyline we think he sh- he should he should talk more and i went yeah, but it's it's just talking. He's just talking small talk. Yeah, when he's in disguise or you know, in a crowded environment, he's if he's suddenly as a waiter, he's actually going. You know, would you like ice with that, sir? You know. Yeah. Another drink, squeeze of lemon. or it's like he's just like a shop assistant what the hell's going on and I was I was dead against this I went this is not Agent 47 I know him better than anyone (laughs) Uh, and the idea was they uh, had explained to me they said listen we think the player will feel more involved with Agent 47 than long periods of silence Mm. which had been the kind of broad theory or or, you know how the dialogue was written and and the storyline unfolded and so I would. oh okay, so we'd all do all these sort of standalone things which could, he could say when he's, you know, disguised as whatever character, you know, from a waiter to a pink flamingo or whatever. And um, they were, it bloody well worked. <laughs> I have to say. I was almost irritated. I thought, well, you know, because I just, I wanted to be loyal to this guy. Yeah. I re- I, seriously, Agent 47 is like my friend and I really, really protect him mm-hmm. and I would defend him to the death. You know, I I really mean that it sounds so weird to say that but so I didn't I didn't want to be disloyal to him and turn him into something a bit more kind of shallow or uh, maybe even less dangerous you know as a figure but when I played Hitman 2 I haven't played all of it I have to admit but a lot of it it feels great mm. it feels as in, as in, I, I felt, with uh, Hitman 1, or whatever that one was, you know, right from the get-go in Paris, I thought, shit, these graphics and the whole, you can smell the autumn air and the leaves falling down and the colour. And by the same token, when you go to uh, Sapienza, you just go, oh, I can smell the sea and the olive trees and the, you can all, all that sort of, oh, yeah, it feels, you know, I can almost taste Italy. Um, The whole level of uh, the graphics and the sound effects and the dialogue has grown and matured into kind of a feature film, Mm. scratch and sniff movie. (laughs) Um, And so the dialogue now, I think, has moved on in the same way, yeah, uh, and so that small talk—it actually works. I think it really works. So, <laughs> so I shall shut my mouth <laughs> <if I say laughs> in future. Uh,
0: given that you did have a lot more dialogue in this game, what yeah. was the funniest bit of dialogue that you got to record? Was it one of the new lines in this game, or was it one of the older ones?
2: No, oh, I can't remember now. But it was—I was definitely one of the new lines because. <laughs> I also mess around a little bit in the studio just a little bit.
1: <laughs> of course <laughs> but, uh,
2: you know I just I'll, yeah and they, obviously I forget that sometimes they're still recording. yeah most of them are messing around can't be used, but I think occasionally there, there's some bits of it that, that, that sneak in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not doing stand-up or something in, in the voice booth. It's not, not like that. But I just love what Asian 47 is doing at that moment. I'm going, oh, man, did not see this coming. That I just make a kind of a side comment. But it comes out of those new lines that have been written. And I think that's been the beauty of the writing in this in the last one, mm-hmm. is that uh, it has matured and has got so many more depths into a line. Yeah. There's a lot more going on than sort of basic communication. Yeah. And I think I may be wrong in this, but if you play a, a level again and again, you get more of it, right? There's moments of real humor. There's moments of uh, kind of pain. There's moments of stuff that you might not get the first time round. But if you go another direction, or if you just hear the same line again, you'll go, Oh, ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> There's something more going on. And I think the short sure story is that that has just been a, a, some kind of huge process of um, a melting pot of myself and the writers, you know, maturing over the years. As well as the, um, the technology of of the computer games world, you know, maturing. So it's all um, just going up a level and a level every time.
0: Somebody asked the question, "How do you get into character?" Then somebody replied, "You might not want to hear the answer to that." But
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah. So uh, do you? I I, I always kill someone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just before you head into the studio, Uh, do, do you have a process for kind of getting your head into the voice, or is it so natural to you at this? point you know what
2: now i would say it's very very natural mm. it's because i have such an affinity with this character you know i don't know who i heard this from i think it was an actor a million years ago from uh, from coronation street it was an interview <laughs> with us yeah seriously and I heard them say oh you know you know what it's like you know I've been with this character for 30 years you know and I'm going bloody hell Yeah, I've never done that I mean I've, if, normally if I'm doing a, a theatre production it's like three months maybe six months if you go on tour or if you're doing a film it's anything from 8 to 15 weeks or something or it could just be a couple of days more often than not because yeah. you're not on the whole film and if someone says to you, oh you did a film with Helen Mirren or something, I'll go yeah but i didn't do any scenes with her. So, you know, (laughs) we never met. So you don't normally get to stay with a character that long. Mm. But I remember it struck me in that one interview. I think it was something to do with Coronation Tree. And I went, that must be a bloody amazing. Or, mm. oh, I'd love to do a TV series like Friends for nine years. Or, you know, yeah. God, that must be such fun. Just hanging out every year for 14 weeks of just filming and laughing and having a good time with your mates and then going, bye, yeah. see you next year.
0: Plus getting um, paid millions yeah. of millions of dollars to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, as you know. Yeah. Um, now I think I look forward to it like a child in a candy shop because yeah. I know it's going to be a good experience, and I feel total trust in the process. Hmm. So all my guard is down from that front. I'm not feeling sometimes I, I do a, a job where you think, "Oh shit, the writing's a bit, it's a bit wonky here. Oh, how can I make this line sound like it really is a meaningful line?" Hmm. Are now talking about other projects i sometimes get involved in yeah but there's not a, not a, there's no hesitation there's no you could just go in and go right everyone let's get naked you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good day you know we're all going to have fun in each other's company but now it's just um i know i'm not going to do something light and comedy yeah but i'm kind of focused just on the drive into the studio yeah. Uh, I'm really th- I'm already th- seriously thinking about it by that by that yeah. point but the moment you get into the studio you know it's going to be a good day
0: yeah so we've established that you do play the Hitman games yeah have you got used to I mean I guess as a guy that does voiceovers you probably are but are you
2: used to hearing your own voice back at this point there's one or two times where I get oh uh. I would have said it a bit different. You know, you're just going, Oh, I could have done that better now. Or, yeah, now I know, you know now no, I see it
0: in context, you mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean there's there's moments like that which I couldn't, you know, I can't know exactly yeah. that I'm crawling at this point. Or right, yeah. or something's just happened. Oh, the helicopter's just oh shit. I, I could have made it a little bit more dry there, you know. A yeah. little more twinkle in the eye. Yeah. Um although although it messes with my head when, my, when I've got my daughters play the game. Um, and, and that's, that's there's something slightly weird about opening yeah. the door into your daughter's bedroom. And she's going, Oh, dad, it's so great having you in my earphones when I'm strangling this person with a piano wire. And I'm going, We need to talk. <laughs> Promise I'm, me you won't tell any of your friends that your sure. father kills people for a living. You know? <laughs> so. Um. It's yeah, a kind of a, a mix, a kind of a queasy moment going, um, yes, well, we'll talk about this one day.
0: Yes, yes. That, I hope you're putting money aside for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, for them as well as for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, do you have a favourite Hitman game out of all the games that have
2: been released? Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I would say this as a hitman game or a hitman level hitman game well a game and level I think would be fair jeez I remember I used to ask the last time I did this was um, EGX in Birmingham about four years ago
0: oh right yes
2: and I, and I did a, a meet and greet with um, with fans which was scheduled for half an hour and was allowed to go on for four and a half hours. <laughs> 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 the, the security guards came over and said here's the keys you close the NEC you know. yeah. we're going home now because the, the, it was fabulous yeah. but anyway during that long session I did my own little research and I went I started asking them what's your favorite game and this is like four years ago and they were saying at that point they were going oh a lot of people said oh blood money blood money blood money I went yes it was pretty sexy blood money it was good actually but I particularly enjoyed blood money because it was a huge open environment yeah but I like the storyline of Absolution. Right, yeah, yeah. But it was probably a selfish reason because I got to do a lot of acting in Absolution. The script was really, really tight. It was amazing. It was like a film script. Seriously, well-crafted script but it obviously it, it was more limiting as a sandbox mm. because the storyline was so locked down. Yeah. So I loved that. And I loved his kind of uh relationship with Victoria. You know, this suddenly he's having to look after this girl mm. <laughs> and uh, it didn't really go down well for him. You know, he having to yes. be bad and moody and kill people. And he's got this girl he should look after. So that as a level, I will say this every time, but it's because um, it was my early experience of the game and it was, um, Silent Assassin, I believe. Right. Second game. St. Petersburg. Yeah. There's something about that St. Petersburg snow-covered streets and the granite sort of buildings and the wide avenues. It was so haunting. Um, I know what snow does. Snow, you know, dampens sound. Yeah. So you can, you can also be when Asia 47 is walking through the forests in the beginning of um what was it? One of the more recent ones. You know, it's just that snow environment. It kills the sound and makes you feel very lonely. Yeah. Not lonely, but very alone yes and that is super essential for the character of Agent, Agent 47 yeah. for me at least it, it, it haunts me so if I'm in if I find myself in that kind of environment it colours the way I act and the way I say my lines because it it just kind of haunts me It's it spooks me yeah and I love it it's just so ripe for that character in the later games I would say Hitman 2 this last one mm. because yeah. it, I think it's just gone up to a complete different level yeah and um, I think it'll be very exciting to see what happens you know from <laughs> here on forward. in yes <laughs> yes uh- yes and we'll leave it at that. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Because, again, don't want to get you into trouble. So, yeah. they had a lot of questions about your favourite things. So, um, <laughs> favourite suit in the game?
2: Fa- favourite suit? Or
0: I, yeah, I'm assuming they meant favourite suit in the game, not just favourite suit designer, <laughs> I guess.
2: No, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of an Armani man myself. <laughs> yeah. no, you, don't, you don't mean disguise. I would say I, disguise, I think, yes. Because if they mean suit, I think the way his suit was cut on hitman one okay that was when i was doing uh egx i remember looking up on this huge poster behind me as i was, as I was sitting at this desk and going shit man this looks like a rock star model <laughs> you know the cut of the suit was particularly body hugging or just right without being a bit too tight you know it, it just looked cool on him uh, mm. and i have to say on the subject of suits I love the way in both promotional material and on, on, on uh, still photographs. In fact, I'm going to get out the photograph. I was sitting in my studio right now and I'm, um, there's a photograph. Yeah, right so I am going to get out so I can look at it and remind myself. Yes, here it is. I love the way they use um, wind to blow the suit and the tie in different directions right, yeah. and even the Increase the shirt i just think that really oh, i love that it just gives it a kind of texture like it makes it into a bloody monet painting or something it just goes oh yeah instead of just standing there with your suit on looking like something you know from I yeah you've got to
0: kind of blow the suit around because you can't do it with the hair on that character
2: can you so <laughs> no his hairline's pretty distinctively yes. Nonexistent. yes but in disguises this one took the wind out of my sails what the farg was I doing dressed as a pink flamingo <laughs> in in Miami? <laughs> I will never forget. When we did a, a press junket at IO Interactive over a couple of days. And I was being interviewed as part. You know, the, these company, uh, journalists from all over the world actually were came and, and got the sort of the big tour at iInteractive, Interactive, which is a pretty impressive experience. But part of that, loving was they you know they got to do a little you know, an interview with me, or they would ask, for, for example, <laughs> I think it was PlayStation Magazine, and they asked for the marketing department standing there, and said, listen, can we just run a sequence from Miami? Right. And with me freestyling over with you, hold it with a handheld microphone, yeah, agent 47 lines. It's it's now become a kind of pretty famous viral clip.
0: (laughs) I've seen that, uh, yes,
2: yeah. But I mean, it was so far out the different sequence. I mean, you know, we we cut it down to that clip that that ended up on YouTube, but um, (laughs) I was the one saying to the marketing department who's standing there, and I'm going, guys, I don't know if this is a good idea because you've really pushed the boat here. What am I doing? Is this. Florida man with these with his yeah. tights on and and and, and, <laughs> and what's with the pink flamingo? Yeah. <laughs> If you let me loose on this sequence, I'm going to just go for it. Yeah. And so there was a little sort of, you know, chat amongst themselves. And they went, you know what? It's okay. It's PlayStation magazine. We'll we'll go. Yeah, 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 go for it. And and I said, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth because I don't know where where we're going. But I am dressed pretty bizarrely in some of these moments. (laughs) And uh, so we just, you know, went into attack mode. And so as disguises go, I think the pink flamingos takes the biscuit. what were they on uh
0: favorite target and kill oh
2: i think this in a way is quite easy it's uh, paris right and the, and the kill was this the chandelier yes the chandelier during during the the the, the, the fashion show i mean that was just uh, <laughs> yeah it was just it had it has epic operatic quality drama mm. uh too and uh, voila you know, yeah. he takes it on the head. That yeah. was that was fab. Yeah, I uh, love that. Love. Was that was worth that was worth the setup? You know, getting that one right.
0: There was a few questions about your favourite alias. <laughs> do, do you ever check into restaurants or hotels as Mister Tobias Reaper? <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I did actually once. I did <laughs> um, jokingly. Where were we? Yeah, it was inland from Gibraltar or Mabay. I don't know whereabouts we were, but right. I was doing a corporate film shoot for a a wind turbine company where I was sort of flown all over the place, you know, to go and stand on a hill going, here we are, and this is what we do, and now I'll go and talk to Manuel here. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You know, the background says... But anyway, so when we got got to the, the hotel, I hadn't checked in and they're all, it's all Danish crew. So I jokingly said, uh, can I check in as Tobias Reaper? And they went, and a couple of them went, who? I went, oh, um, okay. You, you didn't get my reference. Oh, shit. Okay. I thought it was funny. And uh, obviously, but that's as close as I've ever come right. to, to, to getting away with it and checking in. But then they, apparently they had to, you had to hand in your passport. So there was like a, oh, David Bates the river who's the real person. Yes, so, um, yes. But, but I still love to do it. Yeah. I have to say, and I'm sure one day I will get away with
0: it. The next one was, somebody suggested I get you to read some funny lines and I, I couldn't particularly come up with anything, but one thing they did suggest was I'd love to hear your take on No, Mr.
2: Bond, I Expect You to Die. <laughs> oh, that's actually rather fun from Goldfinger. Yes. That's a line, it almost feels like an improvised line by the, by the actor. Yes, yeah. It does. Uh, in the same way as you know when in Life of Brian, when they're doing the kind of mock Spartacus line again, yes. I'm, no, I'm <laughs> Brian, I'm Brian, I'm Brian, I'm Brian, and says, so wife. that actor actually was improvising there, right? And you were never allowed to do that, apparently, on, on Monty Python films no. because you know their no, no. the scripts were the holy grail, yes. But they all just on the cross, they all broke out laughing, and went, <laughs> We're keeping that one, <laughs> yeah. Um, if a line sounds like it's um thrown away or just a kind of a impulsive sort of reaction to it, to a situation, that's for me is. It's a sign of fantastic writing
0: yeah yeah
2: because it may, it sounds like it's just come out of your mind and then that, in that case for that term, <laughs> I'm gonna do this to Agent 47 No Mr. Bond I expect you to die. Uh, it just has a great feeling <laughs> yeah it, it would be a line he would say yeah oh uh, totally yes definitely it has that black humour yes were there
0: ever any lines that you wished were used and you recorded but didn't make it into the final
2: game oh tons tons but they're just me asking about and, uh, to some <laughs> extent or, or or rewriting a line as I'm taking a line that I'm reading and then just changing it a little bit yeah so uh, yes and no I mean no in the sense that the stuff that was written and has been worked on very hard and everything that's led up to that moment you know from the people who have worked on that level for six months Yeah, uh, it would be horrible to cock it up yes. by pulling the rug on the intensity of the scene by saying something stupid you know Yeah. so no uh, I have more respect for um For the writers. I think that's actually a a kind of a a British respect for for directors and writers. Yeah. You know, the the material you're you're having respect for, instead of going, oh, let's just change that. Oh, let's just change that. I'm not quite like that. I like to kind of take on the script and then go, yes, this is the Bible and I will read it. Yes. But I I do, there are moments where you can mess around or or, or not mess around, but um, improvise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned that you do actually look quite a lot like Agent 47, which was sort of a happy accident when you got the gig Initially, in the first place. Yeah. Initially, yeah. Um Do people ever either recognise you when you're out and about, or do you get a sort of, hey, you look like Agent 47 from people?
2: Yeah, I have had, in 20 years, quite a few occasions. Yes. Where that has ha- actually happened. <laughs> it happened one time um, on the launch of Absolution, and the poster was red. and uh, and he's, he's swinging around and he's looking a bit down and the jacket's all in full flow and the tie and everything. And I was literally standing, and I didn't realize it, I was standing in front of the bloody poster. <laughs> uh, they literally covered the equivalent of Trafalgar Square in Copenhagen yeah. uh, with posters. Posters were wow. 20 plus meters. Yeah, definitely. 20 to 30 meters like uh, wide and about 7, 10 meters tall. They were, they were just like, you know, it was a building site, in the middle of uh, Copenhagen Trafalgar Square at that point. And they, they used the walls uh, of the construction site it was kind of you know concealed. They just plastered it and then put lamps on it. And one night, coming out of doing my uh, annual Christmas show, I went down looking for a taxi. Right. And I was I was just standing there on the street corner, but behind me was this huge um, <laughs> poster. And I was wearing a black jacket and a and a hoodie you know, <laughs> and a you know a, a beanie. You know. Yeah. And uh, I just and I suddenly started seeing people looking at me as they as they crossed the street towards me. And I'm just I'm going, what are you looking at? Have I got my fly open or something? No, it's not like that. And I didn't realize it. And there was that kind of a, oh my God, oh my God, it's in. So and, uh, I don't know if they thought for a moment there was some kind of a happening, but um, yeah, yeah, it made me laugh when I realized that's what they were, what they were doing. They're looking at the guy and going, that's him. Do you ever use the voice?
0: Have you ever like scared somebody with the voice? <laughs> I, I love the idea you maybe tell your children off as age 47 <laughs> to well, tiny your room. I did. Them.
2: <laughs> there is one line that which I've stolen the line I think it was from uh, the guy who got done for all those horrible things Bill Cosby oh, Bill Cusby, I, yeah. think, I think it was him and he had a line from that series from his long running series where he says to one of these kids never forget I brought you into this world I can take you out of it again <laughs> yes and that is just a total gift if you're the voice of Forty Seven, <laughs> and your nine year old is misbehaved I you know and I turn around to them and say in my 1847 voice never forget I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, so, and again that's it back to the therapy uh, I'm sure it's going to come back and haunt me when that child's <laughs> <sleeping>. yes, <laughs> flying yes. again I remember yes. when my dad yes. said to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean I, I, my voice actually is more recognised I can be in bizarre places I can be in a bus queue in uh, Hounslow <laughs> on the London Road and I'm going and I just happened to say to someone next to me and I just saw this reaction from these two teenagers going what
1: <laughs> and they're
2: uh, and, you know, all just sitting there waiting You know, it's like half raining they go are you uh," and I went yes they kind of knew I went well full respect and it happened to me once in a sound studio in London I was flown over to do a Lego voice and (laughs) I remember looking through you know you're sitting in your booth and there's a glass window between you and the sound engineer and uh, he just was uh, all right mate uh, could you just give me a a sound check and (laughs) so And I started reading up this Lego script, just talking normally. And I just suddenly saw his his head jerk upwards. It's a real sudden motion. It caught my eye and I I looked at him. He mouthed the words, you know, are you? And I went, I just nodded. (laughs) And that was all that was said, you know, because the clients were in the studio and there was a lot of. Big money on the table, so we didn't mess around. But that's all he said. Are you? He mouthed it. And I I, I lip read him and went, yes, I am. (laughs) So that was fun. So I knew what he did with his spare time anyway.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Have your kids knocked anybody up with a fish yet? It was <laughs> one of the questions.
2: <laughs> no, but I did. I was given a fish for I interrupted. <laughs> Good. They, 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 you know, I go there and I get all the. I get all of it. So I've got that fish lying around somewhere. So I've belted my kids with a fish. Is that <laughs> well, allowed? Are yeah, that? yeah. No, that, that's perfectly fine. I'm <laughs> I mean, sure that's absolutely it's a fine. Soft, yeah, it must be fine. No, yeah, yeah. I'm messing around. You know, but I've slapped them around a bit with a fish. Yes, saying,
0: yeah, absolutely. Okay, quite, quite right
2: too. <laughs> Haven't we?
0: All. Obviously, as well as doing the voice acting, you you do stages we've been talking about earlier and TV and film and stuff. There have been a couple of movies of Hitman, which have have not necessarily gone down all that well. I think it's it's fair to say. Um, yeah,
2: couldn't agree with you
0: more. I'm sure you'd like to play the character yourself. I imagine yeah, if the yeah. op- if the opportunity came up on a TV show, there was talk of Hulu. I think doing a TV <laughs> version. I, I think there was two I don't know what's happened. With John Woo? That. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, remember. Tw- there was, tw- I think tw- there was tw- talk a 20th event.
2: Century and John Woo, uh, it's just, it's gone away. Yeah. As far as I know, but I, the Hollywood Reporter first gave me the heads up on that. And, and, I, and then I read about it on IMDB. I don't know whether um, that
0: was pre-Disney. And, I can't imagine Hitman being, being very Disney friendly.
2: Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the, I just went, oh, this is not such a good idea. But I think then there was a move at the time, at least from my agent at the time, that they said well, they were trying to get me in on uh, as a cameo role. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously they, they were gonna they were gonna sex it up and make it all Hollywood and stuff, you know. So I, I'm just totally unknown. I, I would never be considered. But to have me in the office as, as the Q guy, you know, well, mm. right, Agent Forty Seven. These will be your weapons. Uh, <laughs> them, don't forget to bring them back. You know, pay attention. All the, you know, those. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. That's a so great I,
2: idea. Uh, so that because it would have been fun to have that element of um, for the fan base, you know, and yeah. it might have given it an extra kudos But uh, that series. is just gone away as far as I know yeah and, um, doesn't has not come to although I I did kind of come close to the first one. Oh right uh, with, which is when Timothy Olyphant played yeah um, first it was supposed to be Vin Diesel interesting
1: and then, okay uh, yeah
2: yeah and then uh, Bruce Willis signed he, he was going to do a two picture deal he was going to do Hitman and um, Kanan Lynch right uh, okay their other, I, I interacted yeah, yeah. and I thought well, that could be interesting and that also went away then Paul Walker was playing it, gonna ah, play it, and then he yes. Tragically, died in a car accident. In the, you know, yeah. And then the film somehow got reinvented as a as a European franchise, and um, Luke Besson took over as executive producer. And I went, thank God. Right. Now this is going to be more about the silent assassin. And at that yeah, point, yeah. they'd had up to nine months of pre publicity, right? Putting out these kind of like uh, teasers, going, no one knows what he looks like. You know, <laughs> he's a legend. He's a myth. You know, blah. And I'm going perfect occasion to use an unknown actor yes who happens to be the voice and looks like the guy because yeah, they've yeah. now by that point uh, you know scanned my face into the movies uh, into mm-hmm. the, the, the franchise Games, yeah. so and 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 I, I heard back from Lupuson's office that they were genuinely interested in giving me a crack because hmm. i just had I'd, I'd ask them, listen i'll fly to la just give me 15 minutes aren't you even curious and uh by that point 20th century fox is obviously a hollywood studio and mm. uh they went no we're not curious <laughs> <laughs> we're Damage. we're gonna use yeah. one of our own actors from the deadwood tv series because right, he's under yeah. contract and, yeah. uh, and he's here yeah and you know so That you know it's just business that's hollywood yeah um, no absolutely so i don't it was so I, I and actually i was 47 at the time so um, oh, that wow. would have been fun yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Rupert Friend did a bloody good job, even though he didn't look yeah. at all bright. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh- Agent us, but he he came off such a good series of Homeland as a CIA yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, killer. I, he had such integrity, I mm-hmm. think, and he had the, he had also there for me a slight element of melancholy or sadness about him, which yeah. which hit hit for me hit the character spot on. Yeah. So um, no offence, Timothy Olyphant, but I think Heath uh, friend was better casting in that yeah.
0: way. obviously we believe there is a a third Hitman game in the works. I I won't ask you to comment on that because because <laughs> I. No, you won't be able to anyway but no. uh, alter that question slightly where would you like to see the hitman story go next in terms of the sort of character settings places you'd like to see him go
2: you skated over that very well david well, yes <laughs> thank you um and i thank you for that <laughs> i mean the first two have been quite a journey into the history of of asian 47 and i particularly like the way that um mr gray or gray has, has come into the scene right his kind of uh, you know has come from the same background and you know they could be friends Hmm. and work colleagues so (laughs) I thought that's that's actually I didn't feel threatened by that I thought it's a nice development yeah Um, but in terms of locations man we've been everywhere in this series where would I like to go that we've not been (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know London. Yeah. You know what? Why not? Yeah. London. I would oh, yeah. love to see some stuff aging 47 in London. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of costumes you could get on there to being kind of, you know allowed tourists. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, they bring know. a beef eater costume into that. If they did London, yeah, probably. And it yeah. would be just as bizarre as a pink flamingo in Miami. Yes, so absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah, I like some kind of, you know, some weird sort of hits you have to do on a London double decker or on a, you know, on the tube. Maybe it's because you know I know from my past living in London, you know, the, yeah, of yeah. different locations, which could be quite funny. But so, so it's it's in my mind to have that.
0: I could really see that. Working. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, someone once asked me, Oh, do you think, you know, Agent 47 should ever if you know in the development of the character if you should have a love interest i'm going no no <laughs> no no don't no. go there don't. i think it was genuinely interesting in absolution and his relationship with the girl with victoria yeah and i like that i like his inability to kind of <laughs> express you know compassion or emotions but he just he knew instinctively that that's what he you know had yeah. to do and it was very kind of Leon in its feel. So, um, yeah, I yeah. can't comment really L- anymore. L- yeah, <laughs> no, L- L- London, London, London's good. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, so, seriously, London. I, yeah. Outside of Hitman, one of the other things you've done recently is Light Matter. Yeah. How did you get involved with that? And how was the process sort of working with an established studio like IO compared to sort of a, you know, Light Matter, which was a a sort of first time smaller studio? That's
2: actually a good question because it was refreshing in that it was so different. Right. It wasn't necessarily better. I like the whole machinations and the, you know, the heavyweight hitters of of IO Interactive and how everything is planned. Down and down, and it all gets up to you know studio days, and everything's on the line, and this it's kind of ooh, big. And that could be considered overwhelming, if not for the fact that I've been involved now for you know 20 years. But um, Light Matter was amazing in the sense that, in a way, it reminded me of the initial guys at IO Interactive right. 20 years ago, because yeah. they were you know just a bunch of computer nerds who studied together and got they had this idea and they were bouncing around at university and they they got some attention and got some you know money and some sponsorship and then it rehashed it and rehashed it and, and fine tuned it and fine tuned it and I think in a way it was from their point of view a bit of a no-brainer it's asking me to, to be involved because they, they could obviously tap into that um, PR aspect of it the yeah. you know, Agent 47 is now yeah, yeah. I'm going to play another character but what blew me away by it was the script hmm. it's mainly a, a one-person story yeah, one, one voice yeah. uh, narrative but there is, a, there is a, a girl in it as well who's great by the way but I was so I just said guys did you Did you write this? How did you write this? You're you're in your twenties and you're Danish, and <laughs> you—excuse me—I know Danes are fantastic at speaking other languages, particularly English. But yes, you've got the humour, you've got the all the different levels that this character goes through—from being a friendly person to being a psychopath, to mm. being moody, to being you know teasing, to being evil, to being you know sucking up and trying to to you know become your friend again and. They, would, you know, they were, you know, there were It was like role playing. They got all those different, multi-multi-layered emotions going on in different different points in the script, and I, and it was just so elegantly written. And I was, to this day, I'm still a bit blown away by that. I must say, at that point, I didn't know they'd been so heavily attached to this story and uh, for such for such a long time. But. Mm-hmm. But still, to write that fantastically. So I said, without even seeing one thing, and, you know, they sent me stuff to have a look at graphic-wise. Mm. I said, before I even look at this, I want to do it. Because it's, it, it's so fantastically written. It can't be bad. <laughs> 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 Bit of a gamble, I suppose. But then, of course, I, I looked at the graphics and was instinctively straight away convinced that, yes, this is, this is me. I love this. Because the whole idea of being scared of the dark is yeah. universal and to, to be afraid of shadows that will eat you up. Oh, that you have got me right there. You don't have to you you don't have to do any more with your imagination. Just put someone in the dark or in a light place and and say, Avoid the shadows, because yeah. they will kill you. Yeah. Boom. Got it. Yeah. 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 so they so right on a, on a fundamental level that the the concept had me intrigued and then the script was just amazing yeah so yeah i was t- totally hooked awesome awesome it's been extremely well uh, received yeah um critically acclaimed and so i'm just going come on guys let's <laughs> make another one like <laughs> better too i yeah. know oh, i'm ready so yeah. I, don't know, I don't know i just wish them all the best They're yeah. a great yeah. bunch of guys Cool. Apple.
0: So we've been off for well over an hour so I, I will let you go. couple of last questions for you which are the same things we always ask people so I probably asked you these last
2: time. Go for it Dave. First question is what TV
0: shows are you watching at the moment?
2: Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, well, you know, I don't get much time to watch TV. <laughs> is a, is a, is a, even now? is a crap excuse. <laughs> yeah, even, that's right, funny you should say that, even now, because um, luckily, still happily employed. Yes. But obviously, I have been, like the whole planet, affected by yeah. what's going on in the world. But my the more free time I have, if you want to call it that, I, I love this word, um, freelance,
1: because
2: <laughs> what it means is it means you're unemployed. <laughs> it's just another, it's another word for the same same meaning. So what I, I, I do, I do a lot of hunting for jobs and uh, marketing myself. And yeah. So that I, I just kind of do a lot of that. And then I'm massively busy with home and family. And we have yeah, a yeah. horse and a dog and all that. But series wise, I will say I've just seen Homeland 8. Yes. But yeah. People know this of me. But I just think that series was just bloody amazing. and yeah. I can't believe it's, it's, income. it's come to an end. Yeah. So as a series, yeah, that one. I saw a film last Last night, though, with my middle daughter, I came into the lounge and I th- and kind of woke up and I'm like, oh, you're still awake? And she said, what's this? And I don't even know what the film's called. And I never saw the bloody ending, which <laughs> I really wanted to, <laughs> which I will go home and see today, with uh, Will Smith and oh, that fantastic Australian actress from um, the Tarantino film, the last Tarantino film.
0: Oh. Um... What's the name? Margaret robbie will smith yeah Margaret robbie will smith oh focus it's called focus what a crap name for a film yes it was called Focus. Really? it was actually is it called focus yes it was called focus it was in 2015 that movie
2: so it's a Get little bit, the hell out of it huh? yeah what it's five years old yeah it is good grief wow i was i loved it I mean, yeah. I'm blown away by it, actually. Not seen it actually. Uh, I'm I to go and look uh, that up. Haven't you? No. Oh, it's just, it'll just it's, yeah. it's great. Uh, I think it was great. So, um, yeah, that's that's my film I've just kind of seen, almost yeah. seen. And you uh, know film, the Guy Ritchie film, The Je- uh, Gentleman?
0: Oh, yes. I, I've not seen that yet. Really? I'm terrible at watching movies, yeah. but yes.
2: Oh, I've, you know what? I've seen it twice. Oh, wow. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah, and I never do that. Apart yeah. from, you know, Blade Runner, which I've seen about 50 times. Yeah. Um, that film I've seen literally twice in the last three weeks. Gil, cool. And that is brilliant. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Cool that's, I, I need to go and watch that one as well. So last question. Bring it on. If you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something in the past, something present or something future, which TV show would it be?
2: I've said this before, actually, only because I love the way that the, the element of fun they must have had on on set. Friends, <laughs> yes. from the past. I'm thinking, oh shit, man, they got money for that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they must. I, I would have done it for free, you know, because <laughs> it just looked like a lot of fun. Okay, that's it's yeah. a, that's a historical piece now. But um, yes, and and I would yeah, I would love to be anything in uh, in a, in a kind of through character in in this in a serious series like um, like like Homeland. Yeah, because um, again, I'm attracted by the writing. Yeah, that's my aphrodisiac. You know, just give me some good writing and i'll just i'll put on any costume (laughs) for the writing um yeah those kind of movies but you know it it doesn't uh, so i'm not i'm not influenced by oh it has to be a funny and light and you know, yeah, yeah. it could be deadly serious and people dying all around me but um it's just you know, good good writing and uh, you know, I'm sure with good writing you always you always get like a strong cast and, and, and hopefully a good director and that kind of that cocktail makes everyone step up to the plate and, and do a better job yeah Absolutely. i'd like that kind of challenge i'd
0: love that that would be awesome yes i'd uh, be great to see you on tv shows and stuff so yeah thank you for spending some time to sit and chat it's been lovely to catch up again we'll, we'll have to do this again in another f- couple of years <laughs>
2: I was going to say, don't make me wait twenty years because uh, I'll be pushing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, maybe when the next game comes out, whenever that happens to be, assuming there is a the next game, not that I'm saying there is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you dodged, dodged that bullet well. But yeah, um, you know, do stay in touch because yes. I have a sneaky feeling we have things to talk about.
0: Yes, yes, no I idea. suspect we may. So uh, <laughs> do, have I hope hope you're all you're all staying safe over there, in and Yeah. I, hopefully, we'll all be able to go outside and do things soon and
2: once yeah, this is all over i know i hope so too
0: i shall let you go but it's always a pleasure talking
2: to you and i hope we catch up again soon my total pleasure david anytime <laughs> take care <laughs> exactly. and uh, and stay safe over there yes and, um, uh, same... don't, sh- don't shake any bodily parts no, <laughs> no i will not same okay.
0: to you and uh, hopefully talk soon cheers cheers bye Thanks.